Excuse me, waiter? Waiter? Can I get a menu, please? Waiter? I've been sitting here for 22, no, 23 minutes. Could I get some service here, please? Glass of water? Just a glass, no water? Waiter? Hello? The Invisible Man. Really pretty hungry. Will not be presented at this time. Starving, actually. So we may bring you this special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Okay, Lisa, you know, I gotta, we got to come up with a name for this feature that we lead off with every week. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know. I, I kind of, I was thinking about that the other day because we've got, what we're, uh, we've, we're in a couple hundred episodes in the can now, and we didn't always start off our episodes like this. It just yeah, kind of... Happened because people started croaking and we had to, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of a little wrap-up of, uh, of who's no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, if anybody listening has a, a name they could offer. Yeah. I'm remembering uh, the TV show I did almost live. They had a feature called... Um, are I you have okay? an idea. I have an idea. Oh, oh okay. I was just going to say, they have the, the lame list. Remember that? Yeah, 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 then, yeah. But then there was a subtitle, What's Weak This Week? Yeah, so right. I would like this something. This might not. This might not fly. But this is the first thing I thought it was peculiar passings. Hmm, that's not bad. It's better than I got. Okay. Well, we'll, well maybe on. somebody's got something better than that. From the Moody Blues. Did, did, did you? Mm, were you a Moody do, Blues fan? Yeah. 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 I wasn't. And then I somehow somebody gave me tickets to a Moody Blues concert, and I was knocked out. Oh. I thought it was great. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good so, band. Uh, yeah, really good. Really, and, uh, really good. One of their founding members has uh, shuffled off. This is getting increasingly disturbing. His name is Graham Edge. He was 80. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the people that did the music of my life. They're in their 80s now. Yeah. And, and, well, that, that, is it bothering you personally? Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, he was the drummer and co-founder of the Moody Blues. Nights in white satin, never reaching the end. Yeah, you know, nights in white satin, and Tuesday afternoon, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band and ride my seesaw. Tuesday. And then another yeah. guy named Ronnie Wilson has uh, shuffled off. He was founder of the Gap Band. Do you know that group? Uh, Early '80s. No. Uh, they had some of their big hits. Was this one? You know this one? You dropped a bomb on me. Oh yeah, man. You You That song when I was young. 
and cute, and I would go to the clubs with my girlfriends. We'd drink tequila, and that's... Yeah, you'd have been about 21, 22 Yeah, that so. song yeah. would come on, and man, that lit the whole dance floor up. Yeah, yeah. They had another song, I'll play that at the end of the podcast, called Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, but he was a founder of that band, and he checked out at the age of 73. Just like Adam and Eve, such a 73. Uh, probably of lesser interest to you, a, a great NFL Giants linebacker from the yesteryear, 50s and 60s, named Sam Huff, uh, died at the age of 87. Mm. Sam Huff was a coal miner's son from West Virginia. He was drafted by New York in 1956 as a defensive lineman. But when assistant coach Tom Landry installed the revolutionary 4-3 defense, he made Huff its anchor at middle linebacker. And do you remember the actor Dean Stockwell? Yes. He was a child actor. So good. Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, he was in Cheers. Didn't he play Rita? Uh, what's her name's? Uh, per- Rhea Perlman's husband, Nick. Could be. I mean, I never watched that show. Let me see. Let me but he was in a lot of movies. He was in uh, his best TV uh, recognition might have been in Quantum Leap. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime. Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. Oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. Never mind, this different guy. (laughs) Yeah, Dean Stockwell. You'd recognize him. I do, I see him right now. Yeah. He was. He goes all the way back to the movie Anchors Away, where he he's not even ten years old yet, and he's playing alongside Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly. Yeah. And then he was in movies like Long Day's Journey and Tonight, and Blue, Blue Velvet. Velvet. Mary did the Mob. Yeah. He was in that with uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long career, seven decades. I mean, it's amazing. And then uh, I'm, I'm trying to hurry through these. I don't want to take too much time. Uh, Joanna Cameron died at the age of 73. You'd recognize her face immediately, because I bet this was a show you watched on Saturday mornings, uh, beginning in 1975, Isis. Oh, my queen, said the royal sorcerer to Hatshepsut, with this amulet, you and your descendants are endowed by the goddess Isis, Andrea Thomas, teacher. Oh, mighty Isis. And Isis dedicated foe of evil and she was kind of like a predecessor to wonder woman and uh you know that kind of women with superpowers i don't i don't know that i isis but anyway what what would be interesting to you is that it is said that joanna cameron appeared in more tv commercials than anyone ever really Hmm. yeah don't know her well here's a bit of her i wish i looked like that you look better your skin looks clean and healthy It's getting down to basics. Fresh air, natural food, washing regularly. I use ivory. Ivory, the basic natural soap for healthy-looking skin. And then finally, the Maddox Brothers uh, and Rose was a group famous way, way, way back when. Honey, baby, we'll go honky-tonkin' around the town. 
but they were called America's most colorful hillbilly band, and one of their founding members, Don Madden, Maddox, I'm sorry, Maddox, died at the age of 98. Wow. So that was a good long run. Passed away at a care facility just down the road from me in Medford, hmm. Oregon. There you go. Meanwhile, we'll work on uh, a name for this feature. I was uh, thinking up, uh, Dan Hedaya is the actor I was thinking of. I just looked it up. He played... Um, yeah, I could see where you I get Dan Hedaya <laughs> and know. Dean and Stockwell mixed like up. Like that's similar. Well, they look a little similar. So that's... But anyway, so I'm completely... Yeah. I'm just not right in the head these days anyway. So... Well, well, what's wrong? I mean, I know you went traveling last night. I did. Week. I what went happened? my very first business trip in 20 months. And uh, I know it wow. was really very odd. And I was I was surprised. And I, I want your take on, on me. And, and you know me more than probably longer than a, most people. Do you do you Since the early think, 1920s. Do you think I'm particularly neurotic and over... Oh, what's the word? Over uh, analytical. Perhaps that's the word. Perhaps Hypercritical. that's the word. I I just yes, uh, touchy. all of those things. Um, short yes. fuse. The, yes, um. <laughs> I. No, I don't think any of those things have been for the most part at home I haven't gone to a restaurant I haven't gone to the movies I haven't gone to the theater I have I go to the grocery store and the liquor store that's it and my anxiety levels were off the charts just heading to SeaTac and seeing people milling around there there were too many people i just my felt i just physically felt it and you know people had to have the masks on but half of them have them under their nose i don't get that under your nose i don't get it under my nose matters worse i went to eastern washington and no offense to anybody who's listening uh, out of our 14 listeners that might be from eastern washington or love eastern washington by the way that is as you and i have discussed yes. before as soon as someone uses the prologue i know no offense i know you know something i know offensive but is it is so it is a different that, go ahead it's a different geographical political landscape over there and um, I'm trying to say this as delicately as I can. And they're not particularly big on wearing masks for the most part. It, it, it was shocking to me. And so I, I was texting you this. I'm, I'm. Yes. Can I read one of the yeah. texts I got from you? <laughs> I have it in front of me here. I, th- I think you might have been. In the yes, Tri-Cities I was over. Area. Well, I, yes. Yeah, so I went over to Eastern Washington. I went to Spokane, and then I drove down to Kennewick. So yes, uh-huh. go ahead. <laughs> Let me read this. Quote: Just saw a very large puffy man wearing silky athletic shorts and no shirt, with a fat hairy back lumbering down the hall, carrying paper plates piled with food and no mask. I might barf. Unquote. That was at the ho- that was at the hotel. And I was thinking to myself, 
any sentence that includes all of these words, large puffy man, silky athletic shorts, no shirt, fat hairy back, um, lumbering, and barf, that is a great sentence. I just, I knew you of all people would appreciate that. And I, so that's basically how my whole trip went. That, that's, and I was there for four days. And then the capper, well, there were two cappers. The first capper was I zipped into a Winco Foods store. Have you ever been into a Winco Foods store? Yeah, I kind of like them. Well, you wouldn't like them where I was because I went into a Winco Foods store and there are, you know, mask mandate signs. Businesses are required to post a mask mandate sign on the front of their business that says you must wear a mask. Well, once you walk in, it's like all bets are off and they're... Half the people didn't have, I'm not kidding you, Pat, half the people didn't have masks on. And so I it just infuriates me. It's so me. funny you'd say that, Lisa, because we went to a Winco store yeah. uh, the other day, and I would say the percentages were about the same uh, at, at our Winco store. There is the same signage at front, but mm-hmm. nobody is enforcing it. Exactly. And, and, so, and what's in it for them if they do? All they do is, is get yelled at. This is where I am having an issue with the word mandate. Now, if I were to ask you, Pat, I don't know what the word mandate means. Can you explain the definition of that to me? What would you tell me? Well, you'd say, Lisa Foster, here's what mandate means. What would you tell me? I don't know. The opposite of a woman date. Oh, Pat. Well, it, uh, it'd be like uh, almost the equivalent of a law mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm, have to mm-hmm, obey. You mm-hmm, must comply. Mm-hmm, There's no wiggle room mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. quit calling it a mandate because nobody's enforcing it and there are no consequences. So now that makes it merely a suggestion or yeah. an ask. That's it. Quit using the word mandate. I'm I'm sick of it because it it's not getting handled. Now, I can file a complaint. Did you know this? I can go online. I looked all this up. I'm so pissed off. I looked all this up. I can file a complaint uh, through the Department of Health that says I'm filing a complaint against this business because they clearly are not enforcing. They're supposed to. Business owners are supposed to be the ones enforcing yeah, it. Yeah. And I can file a complaint. But really, where's that going to go? So it, again, it's just I, my the whole trip was soured by that, and then the capper was I was I texted you and I said I can't wait to get out of here. I'm just I'm about ready to cry, and I'm driving to the airport, and in front of me is a truck, <laughs> of course, a truck with a big trailer, and the guy spray paints on his trailer. These words, no more Democrat. Oh, that's really good. Great Democrat. Do you get it, Pat? Democrat. 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 Yeah, yeah, I get it. Joe and his hoe must go. And Joe and his hoe. I guess Joe. his hoe would be Nancy Pelosi, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. No, or, or it would be his vice yeah, president. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Come along. Ho, ho, ho. So I, I'm, I'm like, really? 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 And I, I pass him, and this is where, you know, you need to... I, this is why I need a, a handler in my life because I just know I'm going to, somebody's going to just kill me one of these days because I drive by and I turn and I look at him. I give him the eyes and mm-hmm. then I do, <laughs> this is not good. And then I do the twirly thing on your ear that means somebody's crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he looks at me and he's got a big bushy, I mean, he looks like a good old boy, right? Good old boy. 
and and yeah. he looks at me yeah, sure. and just smiles and has like eight teeth in his head and waves at me and I continue on. But I mean, he could have shot me. I'm surprised he didn't. I need to I need to back off and yeah. keep my head down. But I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. So I, I'm tired of it being called a mandate because it's not a mandate. That is not the definition of what's happening in Washington State. Governor Inslee. Well, people don't don't obey mandates and they don't obey the laws. Yep. But freedom. Usually when you break a freedom. law, there should be consequences. So there was a woman. Uh, the classes that I taught are usually put on by the, the local community ed people. And yeah. they have uh, said masks are required in class, blah, blah, blah. And a woman walked into my voiceover class I had about 10 people in there. Everybody's masked, and we're waiting to start. We have about five minutes, and I'm talking to people. She walks in. She doesn't have a mask on. And uh, I said, hi, I'm Lisa Foster. What's your name? And she said whatever her name was. I don't know. And um, and I sort of tapped my nose. I have my mask on, and I sort of tapped my nose just in a gesture of I'm touching my mask and looking at her like, you know, I didn't say anything, but I'm touch. You know what I mean? I'm giving her that. Hey, where's your man? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, and yeah. she she then sticks her head at me and taps her nose mockingly back at me, and I yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, uh, where's your mask? Oh, I have to have a mask on to attend this class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you just land yeah, on this? Yeah, planet? you do have to have a mask on. She goes, okay, thanks, bye, and she left. So this woman. Would rather oh, give up however much, because, you know, my classes are very expensive. They're about $1,500 to come to my, no, they're not. But anyway, but no, it's like, it's like 45 bucks to go to a class. She clearly signed up. She clearly made the effort to drive down there and wanted to learn about voiceovers. And so, she, and I had masks. I said, I've got them. I've got masks here. No, okay, thanks. Bye. And she left. And I just, I, I'm, I, I just struggle so much with the logic behind that about not wanting to protect other people. I, I don't understand that. My new face mask, how I love my face mask. My new face mask, it helps keep us safe. You will wear it on your face. Yes, yes and, and it, it must be in place. On your mouth. On your mouth. And your nose, and, and your nose. nose, both of those, both, both of, of those. those. Ah, my, my new face mask, how I love my face mask. And I get it. I know people are going to say, oh, it's about freedom and it's about choice. And I'm like, yes, but I, we don't want to wear masks. Here's the deal. I think these people think we love wearing masks. Do you love wearing a mask, Pat? No. I no, me personally, yes. <laughs> You do? Okay, that's just silly. It's easier to knock over that's liquor stores silly. that way. I hate it. I hate well, it, but I do it anyway. Here's the thing. I hate it. I hate it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that touches exactly on what you're saying. This is, I saw this guest column in a local newspaper here. Now, he, this is more specifically about vaccines, but I think it applies to masks, too. And uh, I ran out of I air I heard right that. That's that? called breath control yeah. in the voiceover business. Yeah. I really blew it. Um He said, if you're among those who view vaccination mandates, there's that word, as an infringement upon your personal freedom, here's a history lesson. Before we were even a country, George Washington, General George Washington, mandated smallpox vaccinations in 1777 for the Continental Mm -hmm. Army. Uh, It was unpopular. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. But a lot of historians say it was a critical decision that led to our victory in the Revolutionary War. And now we go fast forward to 1905, 
the Supreme Court hears a case uh, by uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. And at the time, that state and 10 other states had mandatory vaccination laws, but a guy who was actually a pastor resisted a vaccination for smallpox and they fined him. So the case finally makes its way to the Supreme Court. And here's what they wrote, Mm -hmm. the the court did. In every well-ordered society charged with the duty of conserving the safety of its members, the rights of the individual in respect of his liberty may at times, under the pressure of great dangers, be subject to such restraint to be enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand. That's the key word right there. We're not asking anything in a reason. Okay, continue. Real liberty for all could not exist under the operation of a principle which recognizes the right of each individual person to use his own, whether in respect of his person or his property, regardless of the injury that may be done to others. And so then later the Supreme Court said, yep, Yep, you can. A school system can refuse admission to a student who fails to receive a vaccination. And so right now in schools, your kids have to get diphtheria, tetanus, hepatitis, measles, mumps, rubella, polio, chickenpox vaccines. And the point uh, this guy is making is that you people can keep resisting Mm -hmm. this all you want. But uh, basically, this is going to become a mandate in schools, too. And he says the U.S. spends billions of dollars every year on defense. Why? To keep our citizens safe. And he says public health is another area to keep Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. safe. And it's tough for public health people because, you know, if they they can come across as being overreacting Mm -hmm. too aggressively and then maybe the virus isn't that bad. And then if they underreact and the virus is Mm -hmm. as bad as we've seen, uh, then they're also going to be criticized. But he wraps it all up. He's saying, basically, uh, lawsuits are going to follow all of this. But if you've given up your job rather than be vaccinated or wear a mask, my advice is to reverse your decision and try to get your job back over time because it will only become more difficult for the unvaccinated to mm-hmm. secure employment. You're going to lose this thing ultimately because anti-mandate lawsuits mm-hmm. are going to fail given a century of so many legal precedents and the success Mm -hmm. of prior Mm -hmm. vaccination mandates. So get with it. And it's true, as the Supreme Court says again and again, individual freedom has its limits. What do you think the the penalty for not wearing a face mask is? No TV or caning. (laughs) Stoning. (laughs) Burning. They still do it. So this is according to the Department of Health. Of Washington, I'm telling you. I don't know what they, I don't know they, what they the say. This, is. which is a really nice thing, they say we hope that people will wear a face covering to protect the health of their friends and loved ones. However, not following the mandate may result in a misdemeanor fine up to a hundred bucks or ninety days in jail. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're in jail and you're like, "What are you in for?" Well, you know, I smug- drug smuggling ring. What are What are you in for? What killed a guy? What are you killed a for? guy? I, yeah. I I didn't wear my mask at Winco Foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm staying away. And and, <laughs> and then the guy goes. And then the other yeah, guy goes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm you staying away from you. Dog. You're more dangerous than me. Yeah. Where's so, my shit? You know, I, I don't know. I yeah. I I'm lucky that I live in an area that um, we do care about each other 
And and my point earlier was, yeah, I don't like wearing a mask. I hate it. I'm sick of it. I want to wear lipstick again. I haven't worn lipstick in 20 months because you don't wear a lipstick when you wear a mask. And and yeah, I'm tired of wearing. Yeah, I'm tired of, wearing I'm tired of paying taxes. Too. I don't want to do that either. So I, we yeah. just do stuff yeah. for the good of the community and the and and our friends and our family. And you just just do it. And you know, not that I don't whine about it constantly, but. I, 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 I do it anyway. Yeah. So, well, uh, no, everybody's yeah. sick of it. I mean, that, that, as if that's an excuse. I'm just sick yeah, of it. I'm, sick I'm not of it wearing too. a mask anymore. Well, like, like you're living in yeah. your own little universe, and nobody else around you is experiencing yeah. the same kind of angst right. and, and annoyance that you are. You're a unique individual, mm-hmm. special that more special yeah. than anybody so else. So that's that's my first trip back out into the world, and clearly, I just can't be around people. I just <laughs> I just need to stay home and be by myself because, and I I was I was really proud that I well, you know, just I didn't lose my shit because I felt like I want I texted you constantly during this trip and i just yeah, felt just you very did. vulnerable and angry and upset and uh wanted to get back into my my safe haven of not only my city in seattle but my home in here and uh i just i feel badly for people who are in in environments and cities and communities that that i can't get away from this if this is something that makes them uncomfortable and feel vulnerable and it's it's upsetting for me to know. I got I had a chance to escape it and get out of it, but yeah. it's um very very upsetting to me. So anyway, so so I'm back and I don't have to I travel agree. for till February, but who knows what the winter will bring with us everybody being inside now and I don't know. I don't know. But quit calling it a mandate. That's all I I'm mean, right. I'm writing giving her Insley a letter and saying Damn it. Quit, quit calling it a mandate. It's not. It's a request. That's it. <laughs> A lighter topic. Then we can get back. Thanks for to letting me complain. Do you mind stuff. that I complain every this, week about this, something? I always, I'm always complaining. I have nobody. Well, no, okay, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain about something now. I, I am, I am, I'm going to be like the the okay. anti-mask, anti-vax people. What? I'm refusing to go along with it. I'm refusing to go along with standard time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a pisser too. That's the other thing. That. Here in Oregon, the legislators passed a measure that would allow. This was back in two years ago. They did this. Yeah, uh, it would allow most of the state, because most of Oregon is in the Pacific time zone. A little bit of it's in the mountains. Oh, zone, but, oh, that's true. But we could, yeah, I forgot about that. We could remain in daylight saving time. I had a job uh, out of college uh, at a radio station in Ontario, Oregon. That's which where is my right aunt on lives. The border. And I have a story to tell you about my aunt, by the way, who lives in Ontario, Oregon. That's something else. Look at the way this all folds together. That's something together. else I'm this hacked off with. Yeah, the segues are gorgeous in this episode. In 1918, the federal government de- delegated time zone supervision to the Interstate Commerce Commission. So the idea of it was that, uh, you know, after the U.S. got into World War One, the government started looking at Germany and saying, hey, look, they changed their time to conserve fuel and power with extended daylight hours. Oh, so it. the U.S. got inspired, and they copied the idea. And so once w- the World War ended, daylight saving time was abolished for the nation, but allowed to continue on a state-by-state Which basis. Which is so dumb. Which is really, you, it's got to be, it's like the designated hitter rule in What baseball. is that? I don't know what that you, is. Both both leagues have to agree to do it. or it Oh, really? Work. 
and it looks like the it looks like the National League was, which is held out forever, is going to go with the designated hitter. For uh, for those designated hitter, yeah, I was going to say for those that are not as as sports savvy as I am, can you explain what a designated hitter? Well, I'll tell you the uh, uh, the great uh, Edgar Martinez was a was a designated hitter. He's he's not passed away, but uh, they he's retired, actually though. named the designated hitter of the year award after well, him. Well, but you now. haven't explained he's what in it the is. Hall of what Fame. is it? Well, it's a guy that comes in specifically to hit. He doesn't play a position. Oh, I thought he was a third. He I thought he was a, a third baseman. No, nope. well, he was. Edgar was for a while, but he wasn't really fleet. So. <laughs> But he was a great hitter, absolute great, great hitter. That's a great way to describe so, somebody who's slow. So they, uh, so they, so they, uh, in the American League, they would replace most pitchers don't don't hit very well. So they would replace the pitchers with the designated hmm. hitter. Meanwhile, over in the National League, the pitchers have to bat for themselves. I I and, think uh, that's how it should be. I think everybody that's how everybody it used who to plays be. on the field gets needs to get their hiney up behind the plate. I don't care. Uh, yes. I don't, yeah, how do, how come a pitcher gets to purposely bean a batter, but doesn't have to stand in the batter's yeah, box Yeah, now you'll see how it feels, little mister. For retribution, <laughs> so, little mister. Yeah. Anyway, as you know, Lisa, uh, currently there are two states, Arizona and right. Hawaii, and, and plus Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands and Samoa and Guam. Mm-hmm. They don't observe daylight time. So for Oregon, for example, to get into this thing and to do away with it, we, they really have to get their neighbors involved. So Washington State and California as well. Now, Inslee signed a measure similar to Oregon's. And in California, voters support year-round daylight saving time. But it just doesn't pass in the end. So we're kind of on a holding pattern on the West Coast right now. Um, and uh, that's that's where it sort of stands. But I'm, I'm tired of it. And people who think that it was created so that farmers would have more daylight time... That's uh, not to, true. In which to work their That's crops. That's not true. That's not true at all, and farmers don't Now, like let me it, ask you this. Speaking. What is the real time? Like, is the time... We're on... Stan- I don't get this. Are, we're on standard time right now, correct? Now, is that yes, the real are. time? In, in. And then daylight savings time is the alternate time? Well, you can get pretty philosophical about it and ask, oh, what Jesus. is time? Well... <laughs> Does anybody really know what time it is? Well, it was a human construct that decided, okay, beginning on this day at Greenwich Mean here, or whatever it is now, we'll cut the world into time zones, and we'll do... There had to be sort of a general universal right. agreement uh, of some kind, and, and arbitrary as it was to begin with. It right. had to begin So sometime. you're saying you want... Th- but, what I'm trying uh, to get at, though, Pat, is you want this time to stay. You don't want, you don't want spring to come around and no, no. then we change it. Oh, you want the no, other? Okay, you the want opposite. the opposite. So, yes. okay. Exactly. Yeah, I think most people they do these polls, uh, and most people just don't like to switch back and forth. So you want to stay on daylight savings time forever? Right on. Okay, I'm I'm understanding. You. Right arm. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about Got you? It. I don't care. It doesn't oh, matter man. to me. Cocktail hour comes at the same time every day for me, so it doesn't matter to me. Mm. And the nice thing is when the when we <laughs> fall back, it comes out an hour earlier. 
So there's that. There's a win there. I don't care. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I mean, they do say it does mess with your circadian or circa, whatever rhythms that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah, I mean, they, you'd think an hour wouldn't make that much difference. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Here but it is, it weeks later, and I'm still fussy about it. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah well, I'm maybe feel, I'm waking up too early, or. Yeah. Staying, going to bed too early. Well, nothing's regular yet. That's a really good point. I've been waking up. My eyes have been flying open at 5.30 a.m. every morning. I don't know what that is. Is that what that is? Well, I think that's part of it. It's kind of like a unambulatory jet lag. But see, the I, the that, I... I'm like, well, hell, I'll just get up and have coffee. I can get more done. So, I'll just... So, I mean, there's a positive there. Well, I, I think you're, I think you're just mad because you want to be mad about it. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, no, I'm I, furious. <laughs> I'm furious about tell. it. I can tell. Part of the one of the reasons I'm furious is I, I called somebody the other day. Yeah. Left a message for them. And then, well, I've just got this new phone. Uh, and I'm sorry yeah. I did in some ways because it's harder to navigate for me yeah. for now. It's an yeah. iPhone, what is this, a 13, I think. It's just Ooh. out. Ooh, you yeah. fancy pants. Well, I wish I could go back in time. I would I would keep my other phone. That's a not... fancy phone. That costs like uh, about a hundred grand. I don't, yeah, it's about a hundred grand. But you get yeah. to pay it out over time. Yeah. So by the time I'm 186, it'll be pretty much half paid for. Nice. So you yeah. don't like it or you do like it? You don't uh, like it. I don't. Well, I'm learning it. And what happened? You know, you can do a voice text thing. Oh, yeah, pressing, you can. Pressing a button. <clears throat> Yeah. And so, but, and, and I love that feature. I do it all the time. But this phone, if if I just look at it, it starts it up. Oh, really? And so sometimes, like like just before you and I talked today, I had gone on this big three-minute screed of some t- uh, kind uh, talking to my wife. I was talking about everything from uh, the ununiformity of a, of a good waffle to uh, what's in sausage after all. And I'm ranting and raving about it. And then I suddenly looked down. My phone has been translating all of this into words and is ready to send to a whole group of people. Oh, my God. That would make, they would either not know what the heck I was talking about or just figure out he's a nut. Wow. He's gone off his nut. And then, of course, if there's any curse words in there and I send it to Sister Whippalotta yeah. or yeah. somebody, then that's going to be embarrassing. Right. And wow. That's a, that's a bug. Did you figure out... There's got to be a fix for that. I'm afraid to use my phone until <laughs> I figure this out. Yeah, I don't but, blame but you. But it reminded me. It reminded me of my friend Bob Nelson, who uh, was a colleague of mine that worked with me at Almost Live as a writer and became a very celebrated Oscar-nominated screenwriter. Absolutely, he's the greatest. Yes. But he got a call uh, one time, year, some years ago. We were work. He was working on some scripts of, for a TV show. And, uh, well, this is sort of self-explanatory, and it's a little hard to hear, but there's a guy who seems genial enough mm-hmm. and is leaving a message for Bob about some business. Yeah. But then the guy kind of forgets to hang up or thinks oh, he's no. hung up. Hi, Bob. This is Doug calling from Sam City Productions. Uh, I have some script changes from Cindy D'Agostino that she, or Cindy Van Cleef that she wanted to get to you. Productions, and I gave them to Pat Cashman. Pat said he knew you and lived near you, so uh, 
he would be sure he got those to you. Anyways, uh, um, so Pat does have uh, script changes on disk, on paper, and finally a uh, uh, the online version of the, the Earthquake Show. All right, uh, thanks very much, and uh, hopefully you'll get those tonight. All right, take care, Bob. Bye-bye. Is this George who hasn't been answering his messages all day long? Kind of making me mad because I'm doing this stuff for him. <laughs> okay, so that I'll give you some idea. So, but he calls him a dork, and he has, and I'm making me mad. He's not he returning my messages. <laughs> and so, I, I have oh, done that before. Oh God, that's so cringeworthy. Yeah. Oh, the, the worst, the worst thing I can remember though, it was on live radio. I don't think you were working with me on a daily basis at that time, but I had a dentist who had an avocation of putting on a little pl- he had a he had a donkey and he would lend his donkey out every year to certain church productions oh wow you scared of, me for a second okay go ahead of the of the nativity okay you know so <laughs> you gotta ha- gotta have a donkey in there yeah. uh next to the manger okay and so uh and so he so i said he, he you know he got me full of stuff because he's drilling me uh but when i finally uh when I finally get all the junk out of my mouth, I said, well, that, that sounds like a charming story. I'm just trying to be nice. And I said, mm-hmm. maybe you should have you come on the radio sometime and tell the story of uh, of, of the Christmas donkey. That sounds kind of <laughs> cute. I think it would be a good human interest story. Mm-hmm. So uh, I figured, well, that's the last I'll hear of that. And then he starts pestering me all the time, calling all the time. Hey, it's getting to me near Christmas time. <laughs> be a good time for me to tell the donkey story, don't you think? Okay, okay, yeah. So we get him lined up. I don't want to make this story too long. But we get the guy on the air, and he begins telling the donkey story. And uh, and he's just going on and on and on. And then I finally get to jump in. This is very early in my radio career. I jump in. I say, Doc, that is a wonderful story, beautifully told. Let's get back to the finish of it. I've got to take a commercial break here, and then we'll get right back. Okay. So we go to break. Yeah. And and I put the guy on hold. Or so you think? Because it's a phoner with him. I forgot to mention. Okay, he's on the Got phone. It. Okay, and so he's on hold. So then I start saying to my producer, <laughs> "My God Almighty, will this blabbermouth ever wrap it up?" <laughs> Jeez, I, I, he knows that he can't go on for half an hour telling a story about a jackass. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And and she's waving at me, waving at me. Yeah, and 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 then finally she she writes on a piece of paper. She said. He can hear you. <laughs> it's the way our phone system is oh set up. Even God. though he's on hold, he still hears through the microphone. <laughs> oh shit! Like, mm. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh. All right. How so, did you save what face? I did. Yeah. What did you do? Well, here's what I did, and I, and I don't know uh, if he bought it entirely. But when we come back on the air, I say to him, "And we're back with the doctor who's telling this wonderful story about the dog." I, I gotta, I gotta say something before. Um, uh, we continue, Doctor. I, I am just so mad at myself. I am such a blabbermouth. And I go on and on and on. And and I'm not letting you tell your story because I'm... And I'm repeating the words I said about oh. him. He's, I'm such a blabbermouth. So wait, stop, stop, stop. You're I'm, making it sound like you were talking about yourself? Oh. Yes, yeah, yes. I don't know. And, uh, and he's... And, well, then he goes, Ah, don't be so hard <laughs> on yourself. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. 
Well, anyway, continue with your story. Okay. So I thought he bought it. I don't know. I think he bought yeah. it, but I'll never know for sure. And uh, just to uh, be safe, I never returned to uh, <laughs> to him for my yeah. dentistry because I thought, man, he I would I don't want to have him with a big old yeah. sharp objects in his Same. hand. And he said, "Hey, remember and that time I was on mouth? the radio a couple of years? You called me a blabbermouth. You called my little donkey a jackass. Do you remember that?" Well, how do you like this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, you're like me. I'm worried people are going to like retribute. I'm like, I'm, I'm due. Someone's going to take oh, me up. You're, no. You're lucky. No. You're lucky. I don't, you don't do want that, that, to that sort of stuff. No, exactly. Hey, I wanted to. We're already uh, near the end of the road. Here. No, I got. I got to talk about my aunt. You oh, can't. You're oh, done. Okay. All right. You're done. I got a story. I got to get this off my that's chest. Hard. That's just. I got to get this off my chest. Perfectly fine. Okay. Okay. So I have an aunt who lives in Ontario, Oregon. I love her dearly. Um, she's one of the more normal people in my family. But and no, no, she's. I, there's no however. There's not even a however. Except she's for... been married. She there's not even that. She's about my age, which is a long story about my grandfather uh, who in a nursing home? remarried oh. remarried no, remarried <laughs> he remarried a younger woman. Anyway, so my aunt is my age, which is, you know, whatever. So uh my mother's very, very younger, younger, younger sister. So she uh was married to a man for a very long time, Uncle Gene. And I miss him. Uncle Gene had his issues, but he passed away last uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. So it hasn't been a year because we're in, okay. it's November I right now. I thought you were going to say he this. passed away in the middle of the beginning of this podcast. No, I always worry about that. Uh, he passed away, and they were married a long time. And she had a really tough time. They had been married for a long time. She she got she was very young when she married him, and. Uh, so she's known him a long time, and I, I talked with her quite a bit throughout the first part of the year just to make sure she was, you know, getting out and doing things. Mm -hmm. So she texts me two weeks ago, hang on, and she hang says— on a, Hang on a second, Lisa. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know how long this blabbermouth is going to go on here. <laughs> I thought this was just going to be a quick story because we got to wrap up this podcast, but she's just going on and on. Hey, Pat, your mic's on. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I was just such a blabbermouth. Yeah, okay. I wasn't letting you finish your story. Yes, you are. Yeah, God, you are. Jackass. Yes, go, you are. Go ahead. Go ahead. So she texts me a couple weeks ago and she says, I'm like, hey, what's how, how, how are things going? She's like, oh, they're good. I'm, I'm texting with a guy. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I'm texting with a man. I'm like, you are? She goes, yeah, he, he and I text every day and we talk. And I'm like, oh, all right, well. Sounds like you're over Uncle Gene then. It hasn't even been a year. I don't know why I'm judging, but. So she texts me then three days ago and she goes, I just had a, I just went on a date. I went on a date with this guy I've been texting. And I said, okay. I said, you be careful because if he asks you for money, then you need to run. Because I told her, I said, you know, I was worried that she was lonely and she was online looking mm -hmm. for love. And you've yeah. heard those stories where scammers target newly widowed women and 
you know, make them, you know, sure, yeah. feel lovely. And she's like, she was, she was telling me that she's like, he just, he says he, he just, he, he's, you know, likes me and, and I'm like, just be careful. I just didn't want her to get taken advantage of. So I text her back and she says, yesterday I get a text from her and she goes, so it went on a second date and one of us didn't want it to end. Oh. What's going on? So I, so I, I text her back. I go, where did you meet this guy? Where did he find you? She goes, so they didn't even meet online. She goes, at the feed store. And I'm like, Are you? yeah. I'm like, wait. Well, that is what? well known. The feed store is the hookup uh, place in the, in the country. I am days. like, are you freaking kidding me? So my aunt, so I text her back. I go, well, I haven't had a date in eight years. I go, how on earth did this happen? She goes, at the feed store. Um, I've seen him at the feed store before. And I go, so you basically found love during a pandemic with a mask on at the feed store. She said, yep. And we're going on another date this week. I went today to the country store and I bought myself a cow. She followed me home while singing this song and this is the way it sounds. Mm. Mm. I went today to Now, I, I am furious about I'm happy for her, but I got to get my ass down to the feed store because yep. clearly... Uh, Sitting at home and being on eHarmony is not working for me. Yeah. Now, granted, I only log on every couple of months on eHarmony because it's so depressing. But I have to tell you, Pat, I logged on to eHarmony yesterday after my aunt tells me she met this guy at a feed store. I'm like, all right, let me just see. I haven't been on eHarmony. This sounds like FarbersOnly.com. <laughs> I know, right? Except know. you'd just be cutting to the chase. Exactly. So... I'm just like, how is she? She's not even widowed a year. She already finds her, runs into a guy at the feed store and they're in love. What the hell is this? Well, you know, you're touching on a subject I, I would like to spend more time with, but I don't want this to go over long because I have some technical issues when we do. But okay. all right, I remember all right. somebody questioning the comedian Patton Oswalt, whose wife oh, yeah, that's died right. suddenly of uh, a I'm, heart problem. I and, remember and it that. just rocked his world. Yeah. But... Uh, not too much more than a year later, he got remarried again. Yeah. He's very I, happy. Yeah, he's very And happy. I have a friend whose wife died. He came home to find her dead in the shower. Oh, my God. And within a year, a little more than a year, he also was dating again. And But he had not told his sons about it yet because he was afraid they wouldn't be happy about it. Which, which really begs the question, how long is a person... What supposed to wait, and why do you have to wait? Well, your life you're right. doesn't your you're life right. life doesn't go on hold, yeah. and you have the right to to be happy. And, it's very uh, true. This isn't about her. What I'm hearing you say, though, is at least Foster, you don't need to go to the feed store. You need to go to the cemetery. That's where you need to go. <laughs> What? What? I'm not saying you, that's that. That's where you need to go find a man. Well, you just said that these guys, after a year, and they're like, oh, hello. I need to be going to funerals, not feeds. Well, go, you're scanning the obituary columns. What you so let me ask you this. I know we got to wrap up. So I'm on eHarmony. And yep. it's just been a wasteland. There's like, like just tumbleweeds blowing through there. There's crickets <laughs> happening. It's just, it's not, it is not happening for me at all. And then I see this guy winked at me. So you can do like a wink or whatever. It's so silly. And I'm like, oh, all right. Hey, his name's Paul. Paul's not bad. His hair's a little messy, but he's kind of cute. 
he lives in he lives on in Friday Harbor. Um, he's um sixty something. Uh, checks all the boxes. And then I get down to his height. <laughs> I'm oh, like, no. okay, okay, this looks good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll wink back. I haven't. This, uh, Five, five. And how tall are you? Five, six. And that bugs you? Yes! This is what you need to tell me. Why is this bugging me? Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. Well. Why is this bugging me? I. Well, I. you know what? I can't. I cannot tell you that because I... Had a girlfriend. Well, yeah, you're six three, aren't you? Six two? What are you? I, I'm around six feet. Yeah. And she was. You seem she tall. might have been. Your hair at makes least six you look, feet. Your hair makes you look taller. Yeah. So I she hit my was... head over the self over the head with a two by four <laughs> once in a while just to raise a bump to build <laughs> get to another gain inch. an inch. Yeah. But so if she wore heels, she was taller than me. And I got to be honest with you, that bugged me. Mm-hmm. I was always stretching my neck, trying to get up to her eye. Did level. it bug her though? Did you know? Did it ever bug her that you were a shorty when she? Had- you know what? I don't even think we ever discussed it. I don't remember mm. doing that. But but that's just stupid. If you find <gasps> a perfect dare- partner and you like them and they're funny and they they check all the boxes like you said, that is that is just such an unimportant aspect, the physiological part of it. You know what? Who cares? What if, what if what if he was uh, two foot three? Well, now you're just and you being, were two now four. you're just being absurd. The plan. The plan. I mean, that's just I. Somebody once said to me, "You know what? Height doesn't matter when you're lying down in bed." I said, "That's a very good point." <laughs> mm, I disagree. <laughs> what do you mean? You disagree? Especially if your feet are hanging off the bed. <laughs> yes, I yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, then I am. So you're okay. We, all of these these topics need to be picked back up again. Okay. All right. I'm not. I, I re, I'm really interested in that okay. one. Okay. But I got to get to this. All right, all right, all right. It's it's time to say goodbye. All right. In the course of his rounds in a mental hospital, a doctor entered a patient's room. One patient was sitting on the floor, sawing an imaginary piece of wood in half, while another patient was dangling from the ceiling by his feet. The doctor says to the first patient, What are you doing? Uh, Can't you see, doctor? I'm sawing this piece of wood in half. And what is he doing? Pointing over to the other patient. Oh, he's my friend. He's a little crazy, though. He thinks he's a light bulb. Well, the doctor could see that the man's face was going red as he hung from the ceiling. And he said, Well, if he's your friend... He's not looking too good. You should get him down before he hurts himself. And the guy says, what? And work in the dark? (laughs) Very good.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh, <laughs>